Hey guys, and welcome to Hunting Land, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you'd like to stay up to date on hunting tactics, land management, land values, and land market dynamics, this is the podcast for you. This week's show is brought to you by Southern Seed and Feed. Do you want to provide better nutrients to your deer? If so, try Southern Buck Food Plot Blends. Your deer will love it. At Southern Seed and Feed, they specialize in making textured feed for horses, cattle, sheep, goats, hogs, chickens, small animals, and wildlife. Their products are proven irresistible, scientifically formulated to promote excellent herd health and hunter satisfaction. They supply products to various distributors throughout the South. So visit their website at southernseedfeed.com or call 662-726-2638 to find the dealer nearest you. And also brought to you by the Hunter's Mate Lowdown Trail Cam Reviewer. Finally, a trail cam viewer that actually works. Lowdown's high-speed trail cam viewer has flipping fast technology that allows you to view images three times faster on a screen that is 60% bigger than typical 7-inch viewers. Lowdown is a dedicated viewer slash photo manager made for one thing and one thing only. Fast, uncomplicated viewing of your trail cam images and videos. Lowdown makes viewing large numbers of images fast and easy. It allows you to easily delete individuals or groups of selected images. Find out more at lowdownviewer.com. I'm your host, Joe Bay here today, my co-host, Butch Theory. And, uh, you know, Butch. Say, Cap. My tractor is in the shop again, man. Shocker. I think it was in the shop last time I went up to your place. <laughs> it's a theme. Seems you know, we're having, having that timber harvest done uh, right now and... Uh, got a lot of slash laying around, kind of. You just my... like saying slash. Well, what do you want me to call it? A L- lot, lot Debris. of A lot of tops. Got a lot of tops laying out there in my food plots. Uh, got in a hurry the last time I was up there and was trying to use the front end loader to kind of push some push some tops out of the field so it doesn't hinder my my food plots coming up and ran a ran a limb right up through the radiator. Yeah. Just didn't have the right tool for the job, you know and. Yeah put the tractor in the shop said i really need a how can grapple. i prevent that yeah how yeah. can i prevent I mean, that in the future I, I know i need a grapple you know but this is the first time i'm like and i really i actually do really need a grapple for this job and started looking online and realized man there's a ton of different styles there's a ton of different weights widths materials uh designs it's not like uh you know a disc is a disc is a disc maybe, or, uh, you know, heck, I can't even really say that for discs, but like with anything, there's just a bunch of different ways it yep. can be done. And, uh, so I'm sure there's a lot of landowners like myself that are in that market thinking about it today. We're going to talk about what's really going to be right for your situation, learn more about the different styles that are out there, the different ways they're made, and hopefully help you see around some corners, uh, so that you don't, uh, end up back in the shop or end up with the wrong grapple for what you need to do. To do that this week, we're talking with Travis Hoyt of Homestead Implements. Travis, welcome to Huntland, man. Before we jump into uh, choosing the best tractor grapple, tell us a little bit about your background with Homestead Implements. All right. So I'm Travis Hoyt. I'm the uh, new sales manager for Homestead Implements. Uh, I've been with the company since it's becoming back in 2019. I actually helped to get the company up and running and uh, from the ground up and going from there. So uh, I just help with all sorts of aspects about the uh, company, new products and everything about it. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. We're excited to have you. Uh, the idea for this show came about when I shoved a uh, shoved a limb through the radiator on my tractor, trying to pick up slash after a timber harvest on my 
on my hunting property. And I said, you know what, I got to quit trying to do this stuff with a dead gum front end loader and a, uh, a set of pallet forks. I got to get what, what gotta I have the right tools to do yep. for the job. I'm got to have the right tools. You're going to end up tearing up more stuff than you would have before you did it for sure. Yeah, no doubt. So I'm like, you know, picking up all this slash out here, I'm trying to get things kind of, I would say beautified, but also, you know, get food plots prepared for hunting season and things like that. And, you know, get slash off the roads and things like that. And I'm like, you know, I really need a grapple to do this job, to be able to move this stuff efficiently, pilot if I want to. And I started looking into grapples. And I was like, man, there's, there's a lot here. There's, there's a lot here to understand. And specifically today, we want to talk about grapples for tractors. You know, there's, there's different types of grapples out there. So what are the different styles we're going to see? If we, if we are in this market or we get into this market, what are the different styles of grapples we're going to see out there? Yeah, so that's a great question. So there's four main different styles that you would typically see. Um, there's a single lid. It's uh, sometimes referred to as a clam style. Um, that's what we sell, and it's extremely versatile. You can do just about anything with it. Uh, there's also a dual lid, so you'll see there's basically two two claws on the top of it, and they come down, and those are uh, those are awesome for if you are doing some logging and stuff, and you have uneven uh, loads. So if your log tapers down or tapers up um, extremely, those help to grab onto it a little bit better. Uh, there's also long bottom grapples, which have a they, as you can think, they just have a really long bottom, uh, look kind of like a rock bucket or a skeleton bucket, um, and they have just the the grapple lid that comes down on top of them. Those are great for if you need to, if you're doing logging again, but you need to basically scoop up and pick up a lot of logs, or if you're raking out roots and stuff and need to get down underneath, those are super helpful. And then the other one is just a uh, bolt-on. So basically it's just a grapple that you put on the front of your bucket and they have a little bit of use and stuff, but they, they tend to be a little bit on the lighter side. So if you're not doing a whole lot of actual grappling, they're super helpful for just kind of random stuff around, uh, around the homestead. All right, so we've got single lid, dual lid, and and that, and then the long bottom, and I guess there's a short bottom version as well. Conversely to that, so when I, like you mentioned, it, t- taking that dual lid, if if you've got a, a log that you know is, you've got the butt section is going to be wider and it tapers down, that's going to help you keep a tight clamp on that log. With the single lid, I would imagine that uh, you could get into issues where if you didn't have that that log loaded perfectly evenly, it may want to tip and, and slide. I mean, is there anything to look for in, if you're choosing that single lid or some of them narrow and some of them wide, like what do we need to look for there? Yeah. So um, a lot of them, because of those single lids, a lot of them have, they're a little bit on the inside. So the top lid is actually shorter compared to the bottom of the grapple. So what you want to make sure you're looking for, for stuff like that is the biggest thing is look for a grapple that has two cylinders. So what that does is it puts equal force on the outside edges rather than a single force in the center of the grapple. You can grab things a little bit better and it will put, it will continue to kind of pinch as you have these uneven loads to grab something. The other big thing is if you are grabbing a lot of these uneven loads, you want to look for a grapple that has, uh, we call them serrations or teeth. And what that does is it allows it to bite and to hold on. So it doesn't slide all over the place uh, like you would see with a smooth grapple. 
So with that dual lid, you know, like if you know, hey, all I do is I pick up logs and I take them to a sawmill or I pick up logs and I'm cutting them for for firewood or something like that. Like maybe that dual lid might might ha- have some advantages, but I guess the single lid's going to be better if you're just doing kind of like the job I'm talking about where you're picking up slash, a lot of small limbs, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of brushy material and things like that. Is that accurate? Yeah. So the single lid is actually a bit more versatile simply because as you, uh, you can cherry pick logs and things out of piles because with the dual lid, if you try and pick something up, you're going to be having to pick it up on either the left or the right side because the way they come down. Whereas the, the single lid, you can kind of, it's a little bit easier to manipulate, uh, manipulate material and find and pick things up. And because of the way it actually closes on stuff, it does crush material a little bit better, bundles of sticks and uh, brush and things like that. Whatever you're pulling out, it, it tends to grab it a little bit easier. So yeah, w- what you would be using it for would be perfect for having a, a single lid clam style grapple. Gotcha. All right. So the next question is, and I've run into this, I've, I've a small 40 horse tractor. It's got a front end loader, front end loader. You know, if you look at the specifications on the, uh, you know, in the manual, it's going to tell you, you know, it's got, I think 1800 pounds or something like that, a lifting capacity, what I've noticed is that, you know, like I've got, I've got a bucket and I've got a set of uh, bolt-on pallet forks and with those pallet forks, as I try to lift something heavier with it being further out away uh, from the bucket, I don't have that much lift capacity. I've mm-hmm. tested it with uh, knowing exactly what I was lifting, uh, lifting up a water tank. And so the further I got out away from my pivot point, I, I'm, I'm losing losing some yeah. capacity there. So when, one of the things I'm thinking about when it comes to grapples is the weight of the grapple itself and making sure that I'm really, I mean, for a small tractor, I'm wanting to, that grapple to be as light and tough as I can. I'm looking for that balance, right? Optimize so, your lifting capabilities. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Is there a rule of thumb that you give people as far as grapple weights go? I mean, for weight, it's not really, the best way to explain it is for the grapple weights, you want to be as light as possible while still maintaining the strength. And the strength comes from a different places. It comes from the materials that you use. Um, so depending on if you're using um, AR steel or just construction steel or whatever you may have, the type of steel will kind of give you an idea of if it's harder or softer so that you can use more or less of it. Um, our design grapples have lots of gussets as well as having AR450 steel. So it's a, it's a high abrasion resistance, uh, very tough steel, while also having the reinforcements so that we in the right places where you would see normal like teeth bending and things like that to kind of make sure that you're not having issues where if you pick something up and it does happen to slide, it's not going to bend something. So trying to find something that's as light as possible while also seeing the construction and how things are set up. So for instance, we have three different styles of grapples. We have a subcompact grapple. It weighs 190 pounds, which is super lightweight, but the steel is only a quarter inch. It's quarter inch AR450 steel. And we recommend it for anything under 25 horsepower and with a lifting capacity of a thousand pounds. So these smaller tractors, like a 1025, 1023, 25 horsepower tractors would be perfect for them. But then for your 40 horsepower tractor, a standard root grapple will be perfect. So it's got, it's also like if you want a 55 inch standard root grapple, it's 302 pounds, but it's got five sixteenth inch, it's got five sixteenth inch uh, AR450 steel, reinforced gussets and all the, just the whole nine yards with it. And that'd be perfect for your, for your tractor. So 302 pounds, that's an immense amount of lifting capacity you still have 
plus the way that our grapples are designed, it sits very close to where the end of your your SSQA is, where your uh, connection is. So you have a lot of leverage on your pivot where that pivot is at. It's super close. So if you need to pick something something a little heavier up, you can roll it back and tilt it and you won't be losing that extra capacity. I'm glad you brought up the root grapple. Uh, that reminds me of some of the things I've seen. You know, I've seen, I've heard of rock grapples and root grapples. What are the different styles out there? And and kind of how do you point people in the right direction on those? So typically the, the biggest differences really is like for a root grapple, they have a little bit longer of a bottom tooth. And what that does is allows it to dig into the ground and rip those roots up. And you're able to use them to manipulate material like logs and things like that as well. Uh, rock grapples they're honestly, I don't have a ton of experience with rock grapples. We don't work with them a whole lot, but when you get the rock grapples that are similar to a rock bucket, it's, you're using them for a kind of a sole purpose and they, they're very good at what they do, but they're not as extremely versatile, such as a root grapple root grapples. You can, the, the name implies that you can use them for ripping up roots, but they have a million and a half other uses that go with them. Yeah. And I think most guys that own land and run a tractor they that's generally why they have a tractor is for the versatility that it offers being able mm-hmm. to do the types of jobs we're talking about but also go pull different implements and plant a food plot if, if they're very specialized they're probably getting into something like a skid steer uh something either heavier or more horsepower and things of that nature so re- really looking for more of the root grapples uh for folks that are looking to run it on a tractor what about mm-hmm. width you know i mean obviously you you think about that a lot uh when it comes to your implements do you benefit from a, a wider grapple a wider grapple or narrower grapple i mean w- what are your thoughts on width the width is kind of just depends on what you're doing so if you're in the middle of the woods and you're uh picking up stuff getting clearing out trails for your uh four-wheeler or atv down down uh later in the season then a root grapple or a, a grapple that's a little bit closer in width uh, to your tractor, that would be better for in the woods because you're not going to have all this extra width that's going to get in the way. It's more maneuverable. Uh, if you're out in the middle of the uh, open field and stuff, you could have a little bit wider of a, a grapple. It's not really going to interfere with anything. The biggest thing that we tell people is you want to get as close to the width of your tractor as possible. Typically, the width of your bucket is also a good uh, a good standard. Is however wide your gra- uh, your bucket is, you want to get pretty close to that. 60, 66 inches typically for some. Uh, 55 inch grapple works very well for a lot of people because it's just inside the width of most people's tractor, so they have the maneuverability. Typically, if you want to go for a longer for a wider grapple, it's because you're doing a lot of brush clearing and you want to be able to have more you want to have more material you're able to grab at one time. So that's the biggest benefit of having a wider grapple. But when you go wider, you also lose your lift capacity because they are heavier. So, for instance, if we we go from 55 inch all the way up to 72 inch, our 55 inch grapple weighs 302 pounds. Our 60 our 72 inch grapple weighs 366 pounds. So it's not a ton of lift capacity you're losing, but depending on uh, what brand or what you decide to do with it, you can still lose a, a decent amount of lift capacity. So it's really up to preference of how you uh, how you're going to be using your grapple and where you're going to use it at. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If you're in the woods working where maneuverability is key, you got to yeah. be able to move around. If you're, yeah, that's why, you know, we talk about all the time cab or no cabs, kind of the same kind of deal. You got to be able to get up in there and get your, get, get your, get done what you need to get done. Yep. Yeah. And if, you know, a lot of our folks own, you know, pasture properties where they're moving, Wide moving open, bales yeah. of hay or moving old bales of hay, you know, something like that. They, they maybe don't care too much about, they just want to be able to lift as much as they can possibly lift, get it done as much as they can possibly get done. That makes a lot of sense to me.
Guys, let's take a quick break and hear from this week's sponsors, Bucks Island Marine. At BucksIsland.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, and bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks. They love trade-ins, which provides a steady stream of used boats, and they can rig your boat at their 18-bay service department or ship your new motor anywhere in the United States. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Bucks. They have factory-trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77 in Southside, Alabama, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And also brought to you by MB Ranch King. MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. With durability and convenience in mind, MB Ranch King's maintenance-free hunting blinds are constructed with high-grade steel and come in a variety of sizes to meet any hunter's needs. They also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. Travis, like I mentioned earlier, I'm kind of tearing my tractor up at the moment, uh, trying to do some things that I really shouldn't be doing uh, and really just not having the right tools for the job. And I can tend to be, as Butch can attest to this, I can tend to be kind of rough on equipment. Most of the time it's, you know, you got a weekend to get something done and you want to get it done. You want to get it accomplished. And I just have a tendency to go too fast or push the equipment a little outside of maybe its specifications or what, what it's really meant to do. And so when I'm thinking about a grapple, one of the things that really comes to my mind that just shuts you down pretty much immediately would be a busted hydraulic hose, punctured hydraulic hose. Those are things that I can see myself doing, especially in the environments that I'm working in. So when somebody's looking at a grapple, what do they need to look for in terms of the placement of those hoses? Do y'all do anything to protect those hydraulics? And uh, I would imagine everybody kind of maybe runs hoses the way they run them what should we really be looking for there yeah so that's a great question because that is a common thing that does happen is a lot of people they do have sticks or debris or whatever it may be it does sometimes snag hoses so what we decided to do was as we run the hoses off of the hydraulic cylinder it runs behind a c-channel inside of the grapple and so this c-channel actually protects the hoses all the way down along uh, along the edges of the grapple and we have, um, we actually have, we call them ears. They're basically just little pieces of the metal that protect the hydraulic cylinders themselves. So when you're hooking up your uh, grapple, it's not going to be busting up and hitting these, uh, these cylinders. So like you said, sometimes you got to get something done so you can just ram into it and hook up and not to worry about hitting these cylinders. But because of that C channel, what it does is it has a piece of metal that's protecting the hoses from the debris or anything else that's kind of in the way or what you may be working in. Uh, we have them just kind of pinned up against there and they're easy enough to actually get out if you need to, but yeah, we do protect the hoses. We make sure that's one big thing that's, uh, that we do with our grapples because we find that extremely important. Another thing is sometimes you'll see that the hoses will rub against the grapple and they'll start to chafe and cause issues. Uh, we run our hoses in a way that they kind of sweep away from the, uh, the metal edges so that you won't have that issue as well. So they have their, they have a little bit of play so that they can uh, move freely, but they are protected from whatever you're working on. Those are great points. And, you know, that's why we wanted to interview you today is, is really to help us see around these corners. Cause I'm in my head, I'm thinking around, you know, I'm thinking about, yeah, I'm going to definitely jam some sticks up against this, some brush up against oh, this, sure. maybe, maybe bust a connection or puncture a hose. But I didn't think about connecting the grapple 
to the front end loader itself. You know, that's something that, and I could definitely see myself doing that. I mean, just, just break it right from the start, you know, don't even get to work, you know, just, yeah. just hooking the tractor up. I break it. And, and yeah, like, I, I didn't even think about the fact that you're going to get that chafage uh, just over time uh, using that equipment. So those are all important things to pay attention to. Yep. Seems very well thought out. I would seem the most, the least amount of downtime is going to really increase your productivity. Well, really just hurry and breaking stuff. Just having somebody that knows what they're doing, make it where I can't break it is the best way to go for sure. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, we try and help make sure you don't break it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's what Joe needs. Well, man, there's a lot of different grapples on the market. Uh, some made in the USA, you know, some are made overseas. What are you getting with an American-made product? So the biggest thing is that you're you're getting American, like American quality. You're getting true, good quality stuff. So all of the steel that we use, we get it from North America. So what, either it's Canada or it's American-made. Uh, the majority of our grapples, I believe it's American steel. So we use, uh, it's Hardox AR450 and it's a specialty brand and everything, uh, higher abrasion resistance. And we get that from the United States. So the steel, the material, uh, everything's welded and we, we powder coat. We do everything in our facility in Jamestown, New York. So you're getting the true American uh, quality with that. Uh, there's other grapples that, like you said, overseas, um, they just kind of make grapples as cheap as possible so that they can just kind of sell them and people will buy them and break them and just rebuy them. Uh, just kind of that throwaway society, but uh, you're getting that true American, uh, American quality. You're getting uh, customer service. You're talking to a real person whenever you buy from us, from an American company in general, you get to talk to someone who is, can relate to you and help you out if you have an issue or if you have a question about um, the, the equipment or what you can use it for. Uh, we're always there to help you guys out with things. Yep. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, you know, I'm sure that's very important too, as far as customer service being made in America, service things in America and be able to, you know, get somebody on the phone whenever you do have an issue. We always talk about the experience after the sale. It's a big deal to be able to, uh, you know, fix what you need fixed and make know it's a good quality product. Yeah, I think yeah, too, absolutely. you're selling something for, for bottom dollar, you know, those are, the, those are usually the areas that, that get cut. Um, yep. that service mm -hmm. after the sale, we've all experienced that with some purchase we've made at some point, I'm sure. Definitely. Now I would like to believe that, uh, there's a grapple out there that I can't break, but we'll, we'll see. Um, <laughs> the other thing I tend to do with equipment is like I've mentioned, uh, as you can tell, there's a theme here. I'm pretty rough on it and, and I'm pretty, uh, I'm just having to get all my work done on the weekends. You know, I don't have a ton of time to read manuals and, and, you know, you get excited, you're ready to get a job done. And a lot of times I kind of jump right into it and figure it out as I go. That often leads to me making mistakes uh, with the equipment. I'm like, oh, so you're not supposed to do that, that I just did. Okay, well, now I know a few hundred dollars later in a repair. What are the most common mistakes you see tractor owners making uh, when they're choosing a grapple? I mean, do you have folks that are maybe coming to you guys for their second grapple, uh, where they've, they've messed up with the first one. What are some of those mistakes you can hopefully keep me from making? I would say there's two major mistakes that a lot of people tend to make. Uh, the first one is they think their tractor's a bulldozer and they try to push over everything in its way and just kind of have no regard for what the equipment is used for, I guess. And we've seen that in the past is where people would just kind of push over all the trees and they try and uh, use it like a bulldozer, how it's not actually intended. And that goes for just tractors in general. They, uh, they're awesome machines. They could do a, a crazy, awesome stuff, but they do have their limitations in general. It's same thing for equipment. If you're, uh, for instance, if you're using the grapple, one thing that we see that people do, and this is in general for all grapples for a single lid specifically 
if you take the top and you roll it over and you use the top lid to rake backwards or try and pull a stump out or anything like that, in general, they're not supposed to be used like that. That is the weak point of where the grapples are is that top lid. Um, it's made for clamping down and for putting pressure downwards on things. You can pull it over and rake backwards loosely. Don't push your tires off the ground or anything like that. But that's where most people tend to break their grapples is or their equipment in general. For grapples, they try and pull stumps out by going over top of it, pulling with that back lid, or they have too much down pressure on it. They're pushing over trees with it, things like that. That's usually where we see the majority of the issues come is when they just use their tractor like a bulldozer. That's the easiest way to explain it. Yeah, so if I'm understanding you correctly, it sounds like tractor owner's biggest uh, mistake is not getting the right grapple for what they need Yeah, or I what would... they want to do. Yeah. And uh, I would say the right equipment for what they want to do, because there are, I mean, for instance, you can use a backhoe to pull out and dig out the stump and then take the grapple and grab the stump after it's been dug, dug out and around, rip all the roots out, pick it up, no problem. But I mean, that's, that's pretty much it is you just want to make sure you're using the equipment for the job that you have that you need to be using it for. Yeah. yeah. Kind of how we started this thing, using the right tool for the right job, right application. It's very yeah. important. Usually, uh, most of the, uh, times where I've torn stuff up, it's, you look at what I was doing and you know, anybody could yeah. go, yeah, shouldn't, shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't have been using that to do yeah. that, but you know, sometimes you just yeah, gotta you get it do? done. You know, you we'll just have, gonna have that. We'll have a bulldozer. It's going to happen from time to time, but, uh, yeah. well, man, uh, I, what have we missed Travis? I mean, is there anything that, uh, you think we should have asked you in terms of grapples and, and, uh, just kind of help us see around corners. I mean, is there anything else we need to think about if we're in this market or get in this market? I would say just the biggest thing uh, that we didn't really hit on a whole lot is just making sure you're getting the right grapple for the job in terms of you don't want to buy a light duty gravel for a heavy duty use. Just making sure that you look at the ratings for these grapples. Like I said, our, our subcompacts rated for 25 horsepower up to a thousand, thousand pounds. Then our regular root grapples rated for up to 55 horsepower tractors with unlimited lift capacity that we have a heavy duty grapple a utility grapple which goes up to half inch uh steel and it's uh three by ten inch cylinders just a, it's an absolute monster and that's rated up to tractors up to 100 horsepower the biggest thing is just making sure you're getting the right tool for the job making sure that you're within the limits of the equipment that you're buying or you're buying the right equipment for the job other than that i think we need everything yeah, man. I, I think undoubtedly though, folks are going to say, well, you know, I don't have a 40 horse tractor. I got a, I got a 60 horse or I got a hundred horse or a, this is the type of job I need to do on my land. If folks want to reach out to you guys and kind of share their specific situation, the type of jobs they're trying to accomplish and really see if number one, if the grapple is the right thing for that type of job. And then from there, which type they need. What's the best way for them to follow along with you guys online or, or just reach out uh, directly and, and ask their own questions? Yeah, so the easiest way to really follow along is just follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well. We post some uh, great content. Uh, if you have questions about uh, things in general, you can get a hold of us. We have a contact form on our website or you can, guys can give us a call. That's usually the best way to go about it. If you guys want special deals or know things first when we launch new products, you can join our email list and you can usually get a whole, get information a little bit quicker, a little bit quicker that way. Well, Travis, man, I, I really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, I feel like I've got myself figured out what, what I'm going to need. Uh, still not sure that, that y'all make one I can't tear up, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, but man, we, we appreciate you answering these questions and uh, 
we're going to look forward to the next implement question that we we've got. Cause I know you guys make a bunch of other stuff besides just grapples. So we'll keep you in mind the next time we got a tractor and implement question. All right. Perfect. Yeah. I look forward to it. Guys, let's take a quick break and take a minute to check out some of the businesses that keep this show free for you each week. This segment was brought to you by Mallard Bay Outdoors. Mallardbay.com is the Airbnb style marketplace for discovering and booking your next guided hunting and fishing adventures. The Mallard Bay platform was built by sportsmen for sportsmen. Their mission is to help expand access to affordable and successful hunting by connecting you with verified outfitters across the United States. You can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and secure your dates all from one platform, mallardbay.com. Not sure where you want to go yet? Reach out on Instagram or Facebook, and they can help you find your dream hunt. And also brought to you by Alabama Ag Credit. Buying rural property isn't the same as buying in town. If you're in the market to purchase your own piece of paradise or need an operating line for your farm, give our friends at Alabama Ag Credit a call. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, they can help you with everything from homes and land to tractors and crops, because sometimes natural resources need financial resources. And while some lenders don't get it, they do. Learn more by visiting alabamaagcredit.com. Butch, this is my next tractor purchase whenever I get my tractor out of the shop. <laughs> right. <laughs> Key there is whenever you get it out of the shop. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they just kind of like, you know, they, they don't say goodbye whenever uh, whenever I leave the shop. They just say, see you soon. Till next time. <laughs> yeah. Till next time. Well, yeah, man, yeah. it sounds like, uh, honestly, having the right grapple could keep you out of the shop. Well, Yes. And running it the way it's meant to be run. You know, I think that was great advice from Travis to say, mm -hmm. you know, just remember that this is not a bulldozer. Right. And I have a tendency to use my tractor like a bulldozer. It's, oh yeah, it happens. Yeah, it does for sure. But, you know, I also like what he was saying. I think going into today, I'm thinking a lot about, all right, what width, weight, you know, we're thinking about where those hydraulic lines are run. I'm thinking about all the ways that what I really need for my setup. But the thing I wasn't thinking about going in today is really paying attention into what type of steel is going to be used. I mean, I can think of several things that I've bought here in the last few years where the steel has been subpar. Yeah. You can subpar. definitely tell I mean, that's yeah. been the, that's been the the part that's where, and that's been the part that we've had a failure on. And it's usually because it was the cheapest, you know, mm -hmm. thing really paying attention to that steel. Once you figure out, what you're going to be using it for the width, the weight and the style that you need, you need to look at steel. And then if you're, if you're like me and you do tend to run things hard, you better be thinking of, uh, what you're going to do when you something mess something up, it. you know, yeah, are you, sure. are you going to be able to call somebody and figure out how to fix it and where to fix it and yeah. those types of things. I think the biggest thing that I picked up was definitely figure out what you're going to be use it for. And then back into the other questions, how wide you need it. You know, do you need a, you know, single clam or a double clamp? Then you can figure out what, what type of product you need whenever you figure out what you're going to be using it for primarily. Yeah. Y'all go check out Homestead Implements. They, they make a, some great grapples, uh, but also have a ton of different uh, options there for tractor owners. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Appreciate you joining us. We want to make it easy for you to listen. So here's a handy option for you to get the podcast emailed to you each week. Just text the word hunting to 
4377. Again, just text the word hunting to 773-770-4377. You'll join our email list and wherever you are listening to podcasts, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. Send us a written review. We'd love to hear from you. If you got a show topic that you are interested in and like to see us cover, just email us at pros at landhunting.com. That's going to do it for us. Y'all stay safe out there. We'll talk to you next time. This week's Hunt Land Show is brought to you by Bixie Supply and Baker Metalworks. Bixie Supply and Baker Metalworks are proud to be your metal roofing headquarters for over 40 years. Save time and money by buying from the most reliable manufacturer on the Gulf Coast. They now have eight locations to serve you. Bixie Supply and Baker Metalworks, your metal roofing headquarters. Alabama Farmers Co-op. Alabama Farmers Cooperative has been serving gardeners, farmers, and everyone in between for 85 years. Visit www.alafarm.com for more information and to find a co-op near you. Fatanas Defense. The Fatanas Defense PD Pro Ultralight Ultra Compact Night Vision System. Simply the best in class night vision systems ever built. Contact FatanasDefense.com to learn more. Fatanas Defense masters of darkness great days outdoors the south's finest hunting and fishing magazine pick up your copy wherever magazines are sold or check them out at greatdaysoutdoors.com texas hunter since 1954 texas hunter products has delivered the finest quality fish and game feeders and hunting blinds in the industry to learn more visit texashunter.com Alabama Ag Credit. If you're in the market to purchase your own piece of paradise or need an operating line for your farm, learn more by visiting alabamaagcredit.com.